There we go. All righty. Let's see here and get all my little stuff together. I definitely want to thank you ladies and uh, first off I really want to start with some kudos I got excellent feedback from individuals that have been listening to yes you they're saying they love it bravo 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 uh, a couple of good things Jonna they love you speaking in other tongues and I say that from the standpoint of uh, the sense of feeling is that no, I'm so I'm so serious. I'm telling you, I'm getting all the feedback. I'm getting back uh, that it seems very genuine, very sincere. That you're very relatable. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and to all three of you, that you all are excellent speakers. First and foremost, uh, I did get one individual that said they love the idea of four intelligent black females that can articulate themselves very well and that have a very broad uh, conversation uh, that is really balanced and gives several different perspectives without. Um, and, and I will say another person was like, it seems like nobody is really trying to show off or be anything other than what they are. It's very, very natural and they absolutely love it. I got some good feedback with regard to the song suggestions and the artists that you all gave on last week. And that mm -hmm. came from the perspective of individuals like myself who are saved Ooh. and don't know that other music but are ready to break out and y'all know i'm y'all know for anybody that, if it's your first time seeing it that i'm really teasing but uh uh for the idea of other songs and material people were actually listening to your suggestions going out listening and felt very very uh positive about the suggestions that you all made felt like there was a lot of growth and uh so i just want to give that kudos first off because uh the feedback's coming back and it's good and and i really appreciate you all for what you've been contributing to yes you so kudos <laughs> kudos kudos uh but this they is, wait hold on i'm sorry this is not a show Unless Donna goes black for a second. Like, somebody sent me a notification. I had to get it out and then I, I, don't, I went somewhere else. I tried to get back as soon as I could. It's, it's, not, a it's not a show unless you go black. <laughs> And I will say that's the other, there you go, there you go. That's the other thing, it's, it's very natural and nobody's trying to upstage anybody, everybody's just talking. Uh, but I really was very interested in the conversation I had as far as there being very limited um, black females in this space that are really carrying on mm -hmm. conversations and um, 
showing intelligence and really more than just the gossip level. And uh, so you guys are doing it. I, I appreciate you. I did tell several of the individuals that I, I had to get y'all by hook and by crook and bend your arms and everything else. But but you're here. <laughs> uh, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Today, uh, I do feel in in having conversation uh, that, you know, it was expressed that they like the idea of what we're doing and to cover some areas that people, because we are balanced, I will say that you guys are balanced. You are very balanced individuals bringing something to the table. The idea, and I think we kind of touched on this ourselves, but didn't move forward with it. The idea that you guys are good people to speak to everybody, but that demographic of people particularly that need good sound wisdom, good uh, down to earth talking to, uh, and some other uh, concepts and ideas to help them expand and grow. I think there was a question put out, and I and and so I want to come back to this question. We, like I said, we kind of touched on it, didn't get to it uh, when we were looking at what do we want to talk about, how do we want to sculpt ourselves and shape ourselves. Um, relationships for females keeps coming up. Or I should maybe should I say relationships overall, but definitely females, and I think that. The younger generation, and for those that are listening, I appreciate you listening to uh, the voices of, of these ladies that have some very good insight to share with you. Um, when we start, first and foremost, let me start here, because these are some things that, uh, again, these are questions or situations, comments that are coming up for discussion. Um, we do have individuals that find themselves in less than loving relationships. And so there seems to be some desire to hear you all's voices of wisdom. Let's start with how do we get to a healthy relationship? There are people out there that are really, really hungering and starving and want good, healthy, wholesome relationships. Uh, but whether it be a matter of, I keep coming up with the same type of person, which is a strikeout every time or whatever, you know, what am I doing wrong? Uh, what do you all have in the way of getting us started in this conversation there? I mean, I mean, this is a real, real question and a real issue that we got some sisters putting out there for us and brothers too, for that matter. But And the question is, how do I get to a healthy relationship? Yes, yes. I really didn't ask, formulate the question, did it? I just kind of threw something out there. But yes, that's a good question, Jonna. How do you get to a good, healthy relationship? Well, um, I will scream this from the mountaintop. You got to clean all of this up first. Don't even waste your time trying to get into a relationship with somebody when you don't have a good relationship with yourself because it would be a disaster every single time. Mm -hmm. And it'll happen over and over and over and over again until you clean that up. Okay. Good starter. Rhonda, mm -hmm. your your concept? And that's good stuff, Donna. I agree. Basically the same. Uh, you have to become whole within yourself. You have to love yourself. 
there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with going to dinner by yourself, taking yourself out, loving yourself, finding out what you really want, what you want, really need, because a needy person will attract a needy person. Mm-hmm. So you become whole and you realize that, oh, I don't need anyone for this, but I would like someone to accompany me with this. Then you'll begin to attract some hold as well. You hold their hold, and then you all can begin to uh, begin to start a relationship. But in the meantime, if you you need it and you just have, that's what you're gonna attract. <laughs> Rod, you say good stuff. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> What did I say? No, it's your. It, I think it's the background. <laughs> what? <laughs> the, 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 the COVID-19 that's going on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I have the, what you call it? Oh, how do y'all hear with the thing? I got this on. <laughs> choking in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I laughed so hard I hurt. I I think you both are really, really, uh, uh, (laughs) you both are really, really uh, hitting some, 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 that, that is it. I think first and foremost, you have to know yourself. And I think unfortunately, even in our society, uh, we are so socialized, pushing individuals, uh, not just females, but males too, into this idea, who are you seeing? Who are you dating? You know, mm-hmm. who's this, that you have to have a relationship that if you even deal with the concept of first and foremost, before I tie myself up with somebody else, let me tie myself up with myself and know who mm-hmm. I am first. But that is not the society in which we live because I mean, you know, if we're not careful, I've seen individuals go up to little girls and say, do you have a boyfriend? And I'm like, this little girl is like 9, 10, 11 years old. What do you mean? Do you have a boyfriend? Now, if they come to you and say, uh, and I'm talking about the nine-year-old, hey, you know, I'm interested in X, Y, Z. That's a whole nother thing. But I'm talking about conversations where adults are going to little kids and trying to scope out, you know, who are you talking to? And so how do you all feel about that? I cannot tell you how many times I've heard that with my daughters over the years. And it's ridiculous. Um, Some of them have some really interesting comebacks over the years, but um, it's just, you know, I'm like the, I've heard it at four and five, just ridiculous. And I think that's when we start kind of socializing them to think that this is uh, the ultimate goal in life is to be hooked up or somebody's partner. And is it? 
no, it shouldn't be. I don't think it should be. But I think that's when we started, especially with little girls so young and it just snowballs from there. And then at 25, 30, if you're not married, then there's something's wrong. Or if you don't, even if you are married and you don't have kids, something's wrong. Well, you know, that's not for everybody. And we yeah. don't have to start pounding that in so young. First of all, can we get to kindergarten? Can we yeah. have recess and go outside and play and stuff? We got the whole rest of our lives to do all of that. Yeah, I think it's inappropriate, horribly inappropriate. So what about the little girls on video on you on uh, Facebook and other places where they're dressed up like full grown adult females and dancing and percolating and everything else like full adult females and <clears throat> whoever's videoing this stuff is laughing and talking and and uh, enjoying it. I mean, what's, what's your take? I mean, what do we expect from the little girls if that is. Uh, what the adults are almost kind of like pushing on it because they had to get it from somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. and it's like, it's, ooh, that was cute. So, and I, I'm not trying to be in a seat of judgment or anything like that. I'm just really trying to get how the socialization part of it takes place. And I think all of that is part of the socialization too. If, oh, okay, let me come here. I don't know if you all saw, there was the um, video on Facebook that was circulating, whether you saw it or not. The little girl had the hair, they put the wig on her and the wig was like halfway down her back. And when she put the wig on, she automatically started throwing and slinging the hair. And then when they take the wig off, the little girl would literally start crying. I mean, really crying. And then when they put the wig back on, she'd go back to the happy and slinging the hair. And then they, and, and I mean, they did this repeatedly several times back to back. And the little girl, every time they took the hair off of her, she would literally be devastated and crying and looking at herself like you obviously are not beautiful unless you have this long flowing hair. I mean, what's your take on that? When you start talking about knowing yourself, because if I've already been trained this way as little as a toddler, how am I going to know myself? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I um, I saw the video and I thought it it was heartbreaking, the fact that she only felt like she was beautiful with that stuff on, and that's um, I can relate. Because being a little black child, you know, as, especially back in my day, mm -hmm. you didn't see so much of yourself, not nearly like now on TV and in books and magazines. And, you know, you just don't see yourself as beautiful or other people who look like you that are considered beautiful. And I think we've come a long way. Uh, with that a long way because you know you can turn on the TV now and you can see big old pretty afros and dark skinned women and it's it's come a long way we still have some some work to do but it's come a long way now as far as the people cheering on the dancing and stuff I let other people raise their kids how they're going to raise them but I wish 
mine would. I wish you would squat and get to shaking and carrying on out somewhere. I will snatch every braid twist out your head and try to do something to you with them. Don't do it. It's not in your best interest. Not in front of me. Don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> gotcha. Rhonda. Rhonda. <laughs> I haven't seen the video. But uh, yeah, it, it all begins at home. Mm. Uh, teaching them regardless of what you see or, or hear on the outside at home uh, this is what we expect you're beautiful, your hair is beautiful uh, two or three podcasts before when John was talking about how she does her daughters you know, you're beautiful, you're this that begins at home and then that way you won't, they won't and I know they're young and, and they're impressionable but still, they will grow up to know nobody can tell me I'm not because my mm-hmm. mom and my dad say I am. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what you see on the magazine. I don't care what you see. My hair is beautiful. I am not my hair. However, mm-hmm. my hair is beautiful. However, I choose to wear it. And it, it begins at home. You have to work with kids and, and, and teach them that, hey, you are who you are and you're beautiful in our sight. You're beautiful in God's sight. Excellent. So we do a lot of focusing in on the girls because I don't know, it just seems like that's what we do. This used to be one of my complaints when we would go to church and they would all of a sudden start teaching on marriage and the marriage was always to the wife. The teaching was always to the woman and you didn't hear anything for the men uh, or very little. Uh, that being the case, let's flip the script and take the same concept for the socialization for our young black men to feel good about themselves. Uh, you know, we've gone through the era of gang activity when initiation kept getting younger and younger because the young black men wanted to feel like they belonged somewhere. And I think a lot of times we have this conversation towards females, but what should our conversation be toward the young men and boys? It's the same thing. Young boys want to want to fit in as well. They want to belong as well. Well, do that at home. And and the, the main thing is let kids be kids. We want to rush them and push them out there too soon. No, let them kid. Let them jump rope. Let them do whatever they do for kids. It, at the way time is flying, they will be grown before you know it. Mm-hmm. So allow them to be kids. And then at that time, you know, begin to teach them, begin to show them the best thing is to a taught lesson. Mm-hmm. They can see for themselves how you how you're doing, how you're reacting. Yes, mm-hmm. kids will stray away, but they have in their head how they were brought up. And that's girls and boys. And they can see how their fathers or whatever male figures in their life, how they're being treated, how they're treating others. And you they grow up from there. And once you get out on the street, they know, no, you know, this is not the proper way. And now, they want to test it. Every kid tests the waters. Sure, sure. I, I was going to say, you, you've you done an excellent job. I've called him Booba so long, I can't remember that child. What is his real name? Ja Brandon. Uh, okay. Help me with the name again. Call him JB. 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 You, as, lo- as well as his mother and the, and the community of family that he has had, have raised a really, really fine young man. And not that your nieces and others are not, but I kind of p- focus in on him because I saw him from the time he was birthed into this world <laughs> to his now yeah. graduation. So I really, really uh, uh, relate and connect to him 
uh, and, and every step of the way from the time he broke out into this world from his mother's womb, Rhonda Royal had her hands on that baby. <laughs> so you right. did an excellent job, you know, now in retrospect with all that you have deposited into him. Tell me some things that, uh, because I, I feel like he still has a, a talking relationship with you, correct? Correct. How do you develop that so that even at an older age, they're still coming to you and talking? How how tell me some ways that you because I right. think people really they really would love for somebody to help them in this area. Right. Yeah, you have to keep the, the uh, communication lines open. There is absolutely nothing that you can't come and talk to me about. I mean nothing. I may not like it. I may get mad, but I want you to come and talk to me. For one thing, I want you to know it's going to get back to me. Mm -hmm. And so if I come and ask you something, you might need to just go ahead and tell me because I probably already know. <laughs> so I, I, I'm doing, when your parents ask you something, go ahead and tell the truth because they already know something. And so we keep the line of communications open. And he does as well with Kenneth. Kenneth he and Kenneth talks probably more than he and I talk. Uh -huh. So he does have that man to listen to, to listen to as well and ask things that he may not be comfortable, even though I want him to be comfortable about anything. He's more comfortable with Kenneth. Hey, go to Kenneth. I don't, I don't care. I want you to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so we do that. Uh, any, anything, and I mean anything you want to talk about, let's talk about it. And I want to continue that. He's getting ready to go to college. I don't care what, anything. And I let him know how proud I am of him. I let him know how I'm expecting even greater things from you, you know, just keep your head up. You know, he's gonna make mistakes. He has made mistakes. And I let him know about these little girls. You better tell him about me. <laughs> I said, now your mama, <laughs> your mama's a little more lenient than I am. And you know, they can be her best friend. I'm not trying to be their best friend, but you better let them know I'm here. Uh -huh. and, and and I'm going to be in your life and I'm vocal. So he definitely knows that. He'll tell him up front, no, this is her. <laughs> <laughs> the, the lines of communication are definitely open. Cool, cool. Jonna, how do you keep those lines of communication open with your girls? And, and I think girls are definitely different than boys. Uh, but yet and still, like Rhonda said, they're all the same as far as the core, but it's just some nuances are slightly different. So how do you, like, I wouldn't see Rhonda having uh, JB early in life looking in the mirror when you get out the shower saying, you are beautiful. You are, <laughs> you know, we just don't necessarily socialize our young men that way. But I think it's really, really powerful for, uh, from the, the feminine side and maybe other things similar to that she may have done with him. But then once we get to, you've instilled, how do you keep those lines? Because Females can become very um, inward when they really start getting to emotions and feelings where we can tend to be a little more shy or reserved or closed about. I tell the absolute right gut truth. Every time they ask me anything, I tell them the truth. Uh, good, bad, ugly. And um, I think that gives them 
a, a sense of ease about talking to me because, you know, there's not anything that you can't say, even if it's what we would call bad. I mean, they've come to me and said anything. My oldest is 11. And let me tell you, that conversation is getting real sticky. And uh, I mean, some of the stuff that comes out of her mouth, I didn't even know about till like last summer. And <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but the, it's a new it's a new day and age. So, you know, there's no point in lying because they, they have the whole world at the tips of their fingers on all of these devices. So, you know, I tell them the truth and we talk about it. If we see or hear something, I don't try to censor, you know, I mean, you know, within reason and whatever it is, we just talk it out. And, you know, my five, six year old yesterday told me that she does not want a husband. She wants a servant instead. And that's, you know, <laughs> what? <laughs> so, and she was very, very, uh, she was serious about that thing. <laughs> and I don't, you know, what do you say? No, just, okay, well, let's talk about why do you think those two go in the same category or, I, you know, what is your thought process here? Uh -huh. Just, just talk that out and, you know, and we do. And, and that's that. And it and it's it's I bring the conversation to their level. I never I try my best, and you know they can wait until the most the worst time to pick a a good old conversation. But I try to never make them feel like they shouldn't have said that. You know whatever you say is fine. We just talk it out. I just want you to to be free enough to tell me whatever. And even with the oldest one, we have a plan. If you can't come to me, then let's start at this person and then this person, whatever. Just don't keep it if you don't have to. And, you know, get some help. Find somebody, something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Rhonda, I think you're at the point in the podcast that you can say whatever you want to say because I think you're froze. <laughs> <laughs> I, sent a, I sent a message y'all get the message? <laughs> y'all get the message? <laughs> I'm scared to touch my phone to see the message because then I'm going to be gone again. It's okay, darling. We just know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't black out, John. Don't black out. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to wait till Johnny got done because I was tickled and I didn't want to laugh on her like I did on yours. But I, <laughs> I thought I, I would politely wait until she got finished with that whole discourse. <laughs> so now, girl, get your get your get your dinner and everything else out. Right. <laughs> Yeah, got some catfish and shrimp today, girl. Okay, catfish and shrimp. Yeah. Some oh dead beans and rice. Oh, oh, my oh my god. So okay, let's be real. Okay, so we're talking about how to develop the kids, but and I was really trying to address the socialization that happens to us, even though we're talking about know yourself, but more times than not, I wasn't socialized in a way for me to know myself. Mm -mm. If I just speak very honestly, I wasn't socialized in a way to, even though you may have heard people say, know yourself, there was really not even the avenue given to be yourself. 
Can anybody relate to what I'm saying there? Mm -hmm. There was not even an avenue to relate to being myself, much less know myself. So my reason for starting off with the children was to say, okay, for all of those parents out there that are wondering and trying to figure it out as you're helping your child, children, uh, uh, nieces, nephews, whoever's in your life along the way, you know, these are some little nuggets. But now let's get back to the individuals that are asking me are all adults and they are all already in scenarios where number one, uh, let's go back to knowing yourself being the key point because they've they've had relationships that have left left them less than than happy. Uh, so before we even get to the element of how to create and look toward a relationship, let's go back and say, okay, I didn't have all of the reinforcements that you all were blessed to give your children, your nephews, your nieces, whoever those uh, significant people were in your lives, uh, those children that you helped uh, raise. Um, that wasn't my case. That wasn't my testimony. How do I start getting back to myself? Uh, let me let me let me just ask that question first. How do I start finding myself? Help me out there. Finding yourself. <laughs> what do you like? What do you make? Make what makes you happy? Uh, but I, we've had conversations, and, I, and this is just to you. I'm thinking because you you like the way that your mother was treated by your father. Is that not correct? As far as husband and wife. Yes. Oh, absolutely. My dad, you know, he, while he was not perfect and uh, I don't try to pretend, it, but my dad treated my mother like royalty. He did. And I've never let me just throw out some things. I never we were not allowed. My parents did not argue in front of us, so we were not allowed to see their disagreements. And I'm sure that they did, but disagreements were always in their bedroom with the door closed and we were not a party to that. Uh, I never saw my dad raise his voice to my mother. I never saw my dad raise his hand to my mother. Uh, I, everything that he could do and provide for the household, I don't know anything about, and I'm, I'm not saying this in a braggadocious way, but I do want, especially on Father's Day, let me brag on my daddy. Um, you know, and happy Father's Day to, to all of those uh, that are out there. But, you know, um, yes, I, I, I very much so. Our first date, as far as myself and my sisters, from the children's standpoint, our first date was with our dad. You know, he took us out on a date to give us the experience of what a date with a real man is like. And if they can't bring this to the table uh, and treat you in such a fashion, tell them to keep it moving. You know, that 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 uh, both from the husband aspect and the the father aspect, uh, my dad was he was beautiful. See, so if, if every young girl could have experienced that, that would be awesome. However, all young girls have not had the opportunity to experience that. But if they could get something in their head as to what I would like and things that I will not tolerate, that that helps to start. Uh, you really don't know a person until you live with them. 
because they can put that fake front on. And this, I'm talking about males and females. Mm -hmm. They put that fake front on, but there are still signs. So know what you do like and what you will not tolerate at the beginning of a relationship. With that thought in mind, Rhonda, because I am <clears throat> some of this, I'm, 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 I'm really relaying from real conversations. Um, so with that in mind, for those that didn't have that kind of experience, and I think the reality becomes that too many times the individuals, male and female, start replicating what they came from, and what they saw. Right. I did not have that. I, you know, I, I envy what you and your sisters had. I did not. Uh, my mom and dad were divorced uh, at a very early age with me. I think I was probably in kindergarten. So I did not have that. Uh, and my mom was such a uh, independent lady. She did not want to remarry because she said she would kill somebody to mess with her girls. <laughs> Any man come in. So I did not have that. However, I am strong willed uh wasn't really you know interested in getting married at an early age i did not get married till i was 29 and i just really can't tell you i was ready then uh and then when i felt myself falling for some i guess you can call it that falling i cried because that ain't what i wanted mm -hmm. that that's not what i wanted that's not who i wanted uh but i was <laughs> At that time, believe in God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I try to choose my words carefully. Yes, <laughs> but that, that's what God had for me, and so I did it. But I was I was twenty nine, and then mm -hmm. I did have the people come and say, "Girl, what you waiting on? You're gonna be old, and you're gonna be." I don't care. This is you know, mind your business, mind right. your business. Because I'm thinking, that, okay, look how old you are. You gonna be doing it at the funeral? I'm gonna say, okay, you gonna be next. So you know, you won't even know when, when I'm next in marriage. When I, when you next die. You know, oh. mind, mind your business. So I was 29 and I was in no hurry to get, because that's a, that's a big step. Mm -hmm. and, and it's a lot of work. People do not, be, uh, don't let nobody tell you it's not work. It is work. Mm -hmm. It is work to make it successful. But don't be in a hurry. Don't mm -hmm. think your clock is running out because it's not running out. Mm -hmm. So you are a very, um, strong-willed person as well. So I love the way that you do self-care. What, and, and I know you, so I'm, I'm going to ask you if you would just share, what are the things that you do for Rhonda? What are the things that you discovered about yourself in self-care uh, and uh, allowing yourself to be who you want, even outside the box of religion? Because I think for some people that becomes problematic uh, because all of those socializations happen in society. But like you said, honey, one of the first things you'll get in church, I can remember going to church and every time I met this one old mother, she would literally take my hand instead of shaking my hand, she would look at my ring finger to see if there was something on it. <laughs> wow. Literally, every time I saw her, I knew that was going to be my greeting from her. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that that that's pressure. Uh, it is, you know, so, so how did you, how did you, how was, how were you able to navigate that? How were you able to really discover yourself? Um, uh, uh, girl, look, y'all know me. I love me and I am high maintenance. 
<laughs> and, and I <laughs> and look, and I paid for it myself. Girl, I'm gonna get my nails done. I'm gonna get my hair done. I'm gonna get my my feet done. I'm gonna look good for me, for Rhonda. And uh, if there's someone, there's somebody out there that likes that and want to assist in that, not do it, but assist me with it. And then we can go out and, and we can see, you know, how our dating is going to begin. But uh, I, I love me. We have to love ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying be conceited. That's not what I'm saying. But be happy with, with you, who you are. You know, I had done the education part of it, got my college degree. Uh, I've now decided, hey, let's let's try the, the uh, political arena. You know, what does Rhonda like? What does Rhonda like to do? And then whoever is interested in Rhonda will also like what Rhonda likes to do or wants to see Rhonda happy. Mm-hmm. And I don't need anybody that's going to be intimidated or jealous. Or I need someone that can work together. We can work together and build each other. So. Excellent. Excellent. Jonna, what what has been your learning experience to to really know and develop and cultivate Jonna? Well, it, it's been a journey, I will say that. Um, in my younger years, I probably didn't have much experience or, you know, I wasn't really groomed for that kind of stuff. But there's just, as far as, you know, being in relationship, there's just certain shit I ain't getting ready to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I knew that early. I made it very plain early on as soon as i got wind that somebody was getting ready to ask for my hand i was like look i don't need no romance and flowers and such i got some stuff i want to ask you sir and that's some things i need to tell you and then if you still (laughs) want to ask me then we can talk about but it's just some stuff i'm not gonna deal with and there's some things that i that i have that i need and you know, either you can do it or you can't now, you know, and the older, as I, as I've gotten older over the years, that's getting worse, child. It's a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff. I'm just, uh, uh, I can't pull it. Don't ask me. I'm not getting ready to, because I don't have that kind of time anymore to be wasting, you know, no. And I would tell anybody, whatever age, but especially young women, you know, it's okay to say yes, no. I don't want it, don't like it, don't, you know, do all of that. Do it early. Let these folk know who you are. Mm -hmm. You know who you are. Let the world know who you are and be okay with it, whether they are or not. Did you ever feel like you were in a phase where you were cloudy on who you were? Um, Did I ever feel like that? I would probably say no. Was I cloudy? No. Was I um, <laughs> reluctant to let that out? Yes. Yes, absolutely. How did you overcome it? Uh, you get tired. That's what I did. That's what happened to me. I just flat out got tired of, of not being able to feel like I was myself. And, and this is across the board, not just in marriage, because uh, I've been lucky enough to pretty much be myself, you know, in married life, but across the board, you just get tired of it. People will, I hate to use a word, run over you, but whatever, run over you if they feel like they can. And 
you get sick of it and you just have to be yourself. Otherwise, you'll be miserable all the time and it's not worth it. Rhonda, did you feel like you were ever cloudy about who you were? I did because I didn't know exactly what I wanted, actually wanted to do. Mm. And to, if that's the case, sometimes I'm still like that. It's like, what do I want to do? As old as I am, I still like, what do I want to do when I grow up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've never felt limited. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. That's good. That's good. And I'm glad you said that because I think sometimes people have a sense of feeling uh like I should be at a certain place and I should have arrived and I shouldn't be cloudy anymore. So I think, mm-hmm. I think the cloudiness comes periodically in life as you enter different phases and different stages, uh, but you keep walking it out. So I think that's mm-hmm. a good, that's a good point. That's a good point. So you, Rhonda has said a word in her sharing that uh, really popped up and, and the word was jealous, which I think is huge as a, a deal breaker in relationships. Um, and I, I kind of want to come here to the extent of, so now, uh, and, and I, I, this is just, you're going to have to probably talk outside of yourselves because I don't know either of you to be, or any of you to be jealous in, in, in this way or be in a jealous situation. But for those that are uh, the, the real deal breaker where people really are at points where they really want to walk away um, where you have people that want to consume all of your time in a given relationship, like you can't have another friend in this world, uh, and or uh, you know, I'm gonna track you down, I'm gonna I'm roll up on you whenever I get a chance, I'm gonna go through your uh, possessions and see if there's any kind of negativity or something that speaks to uh, some level of infidelity and, and that kind of thing, which is huge in, in the world right now, particularly for a lot of these younger. Uh, females, uh, where either they're jealous or they roll up on a very jealous partner. Uh, what would you say? And 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 let me put in my two cents first, because I feel like jealousy is something that will almost suck the oxygen out of a room, out of a life, because it's just it it, be, it can become so unreasonable. You don't have a way of really talking to the individual because everything is. When they talk about people that see through green glasses always see green jealousy to me is that representation of it it's like i don't care what you say it's still gonna come out colored green because uh, uh something's gonna happen and and at some point i will say ladies and men if you find yourself in that situation my words of uh wisdom or or even just uh i don't even know if i want to call it that but you can't be all thing to us all things to a, a person you you just can't no one person can be everything to a person uh you just can't uh be uh you just can't you just can't there has to be more avenues and and means of uh, a person developing as a human being other than i'm this everything i'm your breath i'm the water that you drink i'm the uh, i mean everything it's just no uh that's unrealistic. So that's my opinion. Do you ladies, how, how would you address the, the jealousy piece for people that have that level of insecurity or are dealing with somebody that's insecure like that? Girl, that's dangerous. 
It is. Women can talk, <laughs> talking about stalking and going through, and girl, that's dangerous. And, and that that's a lot of immaturity too. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, that's dangerous. So there's some lacking within that person that want to do all of that. I haven't had to deal with any of that. I can honestly tell you that I've dealt with uh, some jealousy is when my career, should I say career, took a different turn than, than their career. Uh, there was expecting it to happen for them instead of happening for me. And then there was a, a, a period of, of jealousy. Mm -hmm. uh, but we have to learn to celebrate each other. Uh, and, and our times will come. It might not come at the same time, but our times will come. I haven't dealt with the other, with the, with the stalking and all of that. No, uh, look, I am a NAACP card-carrying, gun-packing sister. <laughs> Don't come to me with no stalking and going through my stuff. No, no. Don't go somewhere and sit down because we're not. I'm not going to have that. I don't know where that would stem, but whenever that does come out, that's been lurking for a while. Mm -hmm. And there's been a seed that's planted for a while. So we now find out why, where did that come from? Why are you feeling like that? Why are you feeling insecure? Why are you being immature? And we need to talk about that. What's going on? Let's, mm -hmm. let's cut it at the root and find out what's going on. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not going to deal with that. Jaina. Mm -hmm. You see, for me, you know, it's one thing you have that person who's super jealous like that, but that show, that will show up other places. And, you know, if if this is how you carry it on, you know, I my vote is to just cut the cord and go on about your business because it is not that deep. It can get really ugly really quickly. And and. I don't know. People who behave in that manner are not well. They need therapy. They need to see somebody. You know, it's not funny. I am tickled, but it's not funny. But <laughs> um, whatever. They need to see somebody. And, you know, because it's just too much now. You know, I've seen situations. You can't talk on the phone. You can't leave the house. You, you know, right. I'm grown. I'll go anywhere I want to and we'll be out in the street fighting because... That's just it now, shit. I'm gonna do what I want to when I feel like doing it. Right. My daddy is gone, and even he wasn't gonna tell me too much at at 43, please. So anyway, that's my. See, I get all off because I don't like that kind of stuff. I have seven sisters, and I've seen this thing get really ugly really mm -hmm. quickly, and it, and it's it's just not that deep. It is not that deep. So what if I find myself in that situation and I'm trying to break loose, but I don't know how to get out. And I think this becomes a trap because my heart, my emotions are really tied up in it, but I want to get out because I know it's unhealthy. But the flip side of it is my heart is so my heartstrings are so attached to this individual. I just cannot. Uh, I, I, I just can't. I'm off. I'm off. Equilibrium is just thrown all the way off. So I, how, how do I do that? There are My two words. Love, life. Do you love him or do you want to live? Which one you want? Love or life? Because it's going to get worse. Most of the time it gets worse before it gets better. You want to love him or you want your own life? That's what I was going to say. That, just, you know, your heartstrings and stuff will heal, but your 
throat right. and all of that may not. Mm -hmm. So, you know. And I'll say this, we're we're saying him, but I, I'm I'm literally yeah, dealing yeah. with some situations where it's the reverse and it's the female. Yeah, right, right, mm -hmm. right. So uh it's still love life. There's no female life, there's no female love. Love life, just two words, either way it goes. Mm -hmm. Whoever's acting mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. You know, you have mm -hmm. to love yourself enough to make that decision because your heart, like she said, your heart will heal. Mm -hmm. But what about your life? Well, that's good. That's good. Um, I'm thinking of a question that Rashida got from somebody I, I want to pose and that was with the element of relationship. Um, and the idea that, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, jump in here, uh, prophetess, stay supervisor, um, galactic supervisor, I'm sorry. Uh, the idea that men can come across feeling that their female partners are more attached to their female relationships than they are to the to their relationship. Does that sound fairly close to the statement or question? Uh, it was pretty close. She said that, yes, she feels that men are uh, more, um, what's the word? Loyal. They're more mm. loyal to their friendships with females uh, rather than an actual relationship as lovers so they're more loyal to the friendship and not the lover relationship part of it i think your packages are here but you all go right ahead okay well then then, they, then they're not ready then mm -mm. because there's no way he should be more loyal to his girlfriends than he is to her but that's not to say there's a lot of issues that happen because of that because I have more male friends than I have female friends. You too. But there's no way you should be more loyal. Dang, Regina. Right. Mother could have just left the package outside. She didn't have to go get it, child. They just knock and then leave. But anyway. Right. Well, no. Now that I'm back, it's not. They actually delivered it to the wrong location. My neighbor came and brought me the package because he was like, are you Regina? I was like, yes. He said, I thought you were. And he hands me the package. He was like, they delivered this to our house. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you told everybody on live because we heard you. <laughs> <laughs> my package is here. My package is here. <laughs> We've been looking for it all day and it's down at the neighbors. Right. Okay. Right. So the faithfulness to the females versus really being committed to the relationship. Right. What do y'all think about that? All right. That's what I said. That he, he's not ready then. It's, it's not ready. He's, there's still a friendship as well. Right. Because there should never be a chance. <laughs> Nobody saying don't have your friend. Ah, tell him to go on to the house with them then and you know let that be 
Well, she was even saying as far as her relationships with men, like men seem to be more loyal to her friendship with them. And my thing is this. Now, I feel like sometimes women go into relationships expecting relationships out of every relationship. And you cannot expect that out of every man that you meet. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have to, sometimes you have to be able to discern who's ready and who's not. And Mm -hmm. you can't expect a man that's not ready for a relationship to be ready for a relationship. If he just wants to be friends, just let him be friends. Just be friends. There's nothing wrong with you just being friends with the man child. So that's how I felt about her and her situation because sometimes I feel like we go into things expecting this is my husband. You don't even know him. You just met him at the bar. (laughs) Literally. Y'all had a drink, got drunk, and then that's thing you know, y'all trying to no, you know, it's it's not sometimes it's just not that yeah. Anyway. So I wanna ask, does that kind of scenario, because I've seen it, whether it's ladies with men at the bar, women with men at the church, you know, and I, you know, I had some kin folks said, I'm gonna live raggedy. And then when I want a good woman, I'm gonna go to church. And not that they intend to stop living raggedy. They just gonna go to church and get a good woman. Oh, no, I'm telling you, he said that point blank and I'm not joking. So, but my, my question is about the females who, uh, like she said, every individual that comes into your world, it's like, this is my husband. And so you're jumping and, and, and grabbing and snatching folk that, oh my God. So my question is, is that because people are just thirsty or what's going on? What is that really about? They're thirsty with a capital T. <laughs> but I mean, we're laughing, but I mean, some people are really living this and it's like sheer hey, hell. You know, I mean, this is a, this is like sheer hell. So, is, is it? Do you think it's just about being thirsty? Because I'm like, you know, there's other means of, yeah, you ain't got to get married. <laughs> Girl, right. Every man that you meet is not yours. Right. right. It's just not. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you're not giving him a chance to even show you he's not yours. You're just ready to just. I do. Right. No. Right. Well, let's deal with the reality as well, and particularly in uh, the black community. I'll go here, and not that we're the only ones, but I'm addressing the community that I know, because then that scenario many times sets us up for DL relationships and other things that happen, uh, where either the person uh, is either presenting as if they're not, and then sometimes I've seen people, and it's like, look, I knew the first time I I saw the Saints what was going on, but I think we get so enamored with the idea of the relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Rhonda, we can't see you, but we can hear you. Right, just because we can't. <laughs> the rappers, the rappers. 
scared. Um, that was on some paper, girl. I was opening a pack of paper. Go uh, ahead. <laughs> it's okay. I was trying. I was trying not to laugh. I'm not doing well on this. I know. One. I was looking at y'all and I was laughing before y'all started. <laughs> they gonna think I'm eating. Right. <laughs> but uh, the idea that people really feel that they've been tricked or deceived by a person, uh, and then some people really are tricked and deceived, where a person comes in presenting one way and then ends up being something totally different. So uh, relationally, how, how do we uh, deal with that? Take your time. Why? Why? What's the rush? I mean, you, are, got, you have to learn a person. Why? Why are they rushing? Why is everybody in such a rush? Are we socialized then? And, and I'm gonna go back to the sense of the way we're socialized. Uh, I'm hearing myself back in my headset. Is that? Is that? Mm -mm. I'm not sure where it's coming from. Okay, but uh, because we're socialized, that we're not enough by ourselves. Mm. Mm. I mean, speak on that. We're not as, as if we're not, you know, and I understand the idea that someone completes you, but I'm of the mindset that I'm complete. Two halves don't make a whole. Two mm -mm. holes make a whole. So the mm -hmm. idea of they complete me and that's almost romanticized. It's almost, you know what I'm saying? Uh, have we really taught our women and our men, because men are not excluded. I mean, there are a lot of hurting men because they can't find a mate and they get abused on the regular because they're searching for a mate. Uh, how, is it, I need somebody to complete me. Has that just taken over our mindset and our society? I think it's definitely uh, been a force for a, a good long while and it, it is not that's just not it <laughs> you do need to be complete uh you know before you start getting into serious relationships with people first of all because you you know you can date as long as you want you are not going to know this person until some life happens and you get to see them act it out. Mm -hmm. You're not going to know them until, you know, you get to see them carrying on with their people. You get to see them carrying on at work. You get to see them angry. You get to see them stressed out. That's when you get to know somebody and you can't, you can't do that, you know, just dating, if you will, if that makes any sense. So like Rhonda said, what is the rush? Let's just slow it all the way down and really get to know this other person because you know when you're when you say I do you saying I do to a a whole hell of a lot more stuff than you think you standing there looking cute saying I do to you saying I do to some to everything and you need to know at least some of what that is <laughs> mm -hmm. before you do that. Mm -hmm because it can, you know, turn sour on you pretty quickly. Okay. And it's like, you know, the the whole, like you said, we've been socialized to, I have to have a partner 
Otherwise I'm less than, well, you know, no, you're not. You're okay. I'd rather see anybody alone and happy than partnered up and miserable all day, every day. Because, you know, your life is, you don't get time back. Mm -hmm. You can switch partners every five minutes if you want to, but you cannot get time back and you don't want to waste it with no BS. Mm-hmm. Rhonda, what do you think about this? I, uh, they complete me concept in our society currently, which uh, I mean, really, uh, I'm one of the few people I know that are single at my age and I'm happy. It's not a, a, a oh, my God, every time I go to bed at night, I'm longing for somebody in my uh, relational uh, queue to make me feel some kind of way. Uh, but I would say I'm very rare. So is is yeah. this our society in which we live as far as the you need somebody to be complete? Yeah, that's been taught for quite a while that you need somebody uh, to be complete, which is totally wrong. It's, yeah, totally. You don't need anybody to complete you. You ought to be complete all by yourself. And I hate that that's been taught to our young uh, mm-hmm. children, male and female, because mm-hmm. you don't. Uh, no, you you don't, and and there's no rush. It'll happen when it happens if it's t- when it's time. Like I said, I was 29 and I was in no rush, and it didn't bother me if it didn't happen then. And if it hadn't, I'd be happy right now still. So it doesn't matter when you know who you are and whose you are and the life you want. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. That's the same thing with having children. People trying to rush you into having children. No. Everybody's not meant to have children. And if, if it's time, then it'll happen when it's time. Just stop rushing people into things that they're not ready for, they're not prepared mm-hmm. for. And then they won't talk about the divorce rates being so high. Well, you threw them together. You right. made them say, I do, in, mm-hmm. in, in 30 days. And now they realize, no, you're not the one. Well, because you're pressuring them so much into all this. You got to be married by this. You got to have college, go to college. You got to do uh, graduate by this. You got to have three and a half kids by the time you get to this age. And you got to have a, a six-figure job by the time you get here. Who said? Who said mm-hmm. you need all of that to be happy? Mm-hmm. Who said that? Nobody. So find out what makes you happy and then work from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then a happy and whole person or you are in prime position to attract, if that's what you want, that other person. If you happy and whole and doing your thing, you will be seen to somebody else who's happy and whole and doing their thing. And, you know, then that is a a good relationship when it's not two two messes making a bigger mess. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. 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 Good stuff. Good stuff. Um Anything else you ladies would want to add to the relational piece as far as getting to know yourself and and to first uh, be healthy and love yourself? What, what 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 else would you add to the idea of preparing for a relationship or um, just what else would you want to add? Anything? Enjoy life. Mm-hmm. Joy life. I do, girl. I go out by myself. If you're going on my Facebook page, y'all gonna see me by myself. Most of the time, y'all gonna see me at the 
uh, I don't do clubs, but uh, the places I did have live music, you're going to see me on the dance floor. You're going to see me a lot of different fun. Enjoy life. I'm going to enjoy life, and I'm encouraging everybody to enjoy life. The other part will come when it's time. It's meant to be enjoy life. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Jana? I would say the same thing. I would I would tell anybody who's single or if you want to be in a relationship, that's fine. And I hope it happens for you. In the meantime, have a good old time with yourself. I mean, have a good, because, you know, there's responsibilities that come with relationships and marriage. So you're not free to just skip all around the city or do whatever you want to do if you have a partner. If you do not, you can do whatever you want to all day long, every day. Have a good old time doing all of that stuff because, you you know, things are going to change once you get into that relationship. Have a good old time with yourself. You're fine. You're just fine. And get out there and live, child. See the world. <laughs> I totally agree with both of you. And I think uh, sometimes what is it that you really like to do? And I think that's where Rhonda started this conversation. I think some people maybe need to just sit down, make a list, identify things that you really would like to do and then do them. What stops mm -hmm. us from having a fulfilling life? What stops us from living? What stops us from experiencing everything that we want to experience? We have no limitations and no restrictions uh, other than ourselves, our minds, the limitations that we put. Uh, I mean, even as far as money, if you want something badly enough, you can save up for it. You know, you can make it happen over a span of time. If I can't do it overnight, maybe I can do it in a year. Uh, but at the end of the day, I can work towards a goal and get it done. But there's no reason to sit somewhere and look like you've been sucking on persimmons and right. and, and just dry up uh, because you don't have uh, a, another person that you consider. Besides the fact, and, and I'm going to go here and I'm going to close out. I think that sisterhood and brotherhood, there's a lot to be said for it. And it's a lot lacking in these days and times. Uh, and when I say that, I'm not just talking about your biological blood, but each one of you are my sisters. Uh, I have a few other handful of people that I consider to be my sisters. If I ever need to talk, I got sisterhood. If I ever want to have fun with other people besides myself, I have sisterhood. If I ever need guidance and counseling, I've got sisterhood. Now, barring needing to go to get professional help, but I tell people, I told somebody this on yesterday, I am an advocate for professional help. So don't think I'm saying anything otherwise there. But uh, counseling is not going to heal you. Love will. <laughs> mm. Counseling can help me deal with the kinks and the places I can't get over the hump. But I still need love because if all I get is counseling, I'll still kill myself if I ain't got <laughs> if I'm not happy. So uh, if I feel like I don't have love and like the color purple, everything just want to be love. And even for the men, get some brotherhood, get some brotherhood working. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. I think back in the days when uh, the, 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 the barbershop, uh, the whole movie they made on barbershop was because barbershop wasn't just about going to get your hair cut. Barbershop was brotherhood. And if we could ever get back to a place where we're happy with ourselves and then find interpersonal relationships, because we do need those, but we don't need to be dependent 
on another person. But we also don't need to be so independent that we don't have any healthy relationships with anybody. So that's my take on it. And uh, if you guys have anything else you want to add to that, jump right in. With that, we will wrap it up. And yes, you is uh, it's a wrap. Hold on just a second. I have uh, Michelle. I don't her last name. Not sure how to pronounce it, but she used to go to the church. Yes, she's on. She, oh. says, she says hi, uh, Regina L. Stillman. You look so beautiful. The same as what fifty years ago. <laughs> she says she loves you. Oh. <laughs> Michelle, I love you too. Oh my goodness. Uh, I, I, I'm texting back right now. Uh, man, man, Michelle. And so I'm texting you, but I also, I love you and thank you for tuning in today. Oh my goodness. Michelle's in California. She's loving life and she's loving herself. She is a realtor right now. She's selling some beautiful houses and making it happen. And I want you to know I'm proud of you. Yes, I am yeah. proud of you. So I wasn't looking in the uh, in the comments. So thank you, Rashida. I appreciate yeah. that. So yeah. you go, girl. Kudos to you for making it happen. <laughs> Soprano yeah. in the reach section. Yes, Michelle. <laughs> Soprano I remember you. Yes. With and the one-legged shout. That's my shouting sister. That's my shouting sister, honey. Mother would go in. That's why I love her so much, honey. Mother know how to get her praise on in a hot second. Wow. Yes. Oh, thank you for jumping on. This will rebroadcast uh, for those, and I appreciate you being on, but this will rebroadcast at the regular time. We'll put it out there. Uh, but uh, uh, you're welcome, sweetheart. Uh, thank you, ladies, for uh, your time, and thank you for some real candid conversation. I'm going to encourage a lot of the young ladies that are asking about these topics to actually be able to uh, listen to this podcast and hopefully get some nuggets that they can uh, apply to their lives to make a real difference. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you guys. Uh, she said, I'm still praising. Come on, get that shout out. Get that shout yeah. out. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you so much. And until next time, we'll, we'll see you on the next episode of Yes You. All right. Peace for your journey. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.